This podcast is part of the No Phony Podcast Network, the home of independent awesomeness. Once again, it's time for the idiots. Welcome back to another bonus episode of The Idiots, an objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of misfits. My name is Will, and joining me, as always, is my friend and my co-host, Ray. What's up? It It's time for a show. Yeah, hey. Um, yeah. I feel like we haven't done these in a while, but I guess we're doing them once a week, so maybe it's it's weird, right? We do a regular show once a week, and by the way, you should check out that show. It's really pretty cool. Um, but why does it seem like these are further apart? It's not really that case. I don't, uh, I don't know. It's probably because the days all drift together and it's hard yes. to keep track of where we're at. That's probably it. But you know what? I look forward to these opportunities to watch this show because it takes me back to my youth in so many ways because of the music, the colors, the campiness, everything we love about the show, The Misfits of Science. So, of course, we're continuing our recap of 1985's Misfits of Science, a show created by James Perriott. Today, we're talking about episode number six, which is named Sonar and Yet So Far. I think that's probably the weakest of their puns so far, but it's still good. I actually like, I like that one. You did? Okay, cool. I did. I thought it was funny. And this episode was written by Donald Todd, who we, we also see is often credited, maybe entirely credited as the story editor on every episode. But he also wrote this episode, and it was directed by Bert Bricken, hmm, Brinker, Bert Brinkerhoff. Oh, boy. I looked at it earlier and then went right out the head. It's probably a fake name anyways. Yes. It was probably James Perry himself. Seems like a jack of all trades. Uh, this episode aired on November 15th, 1985. And we'll talk a little bit more about that day a little bit later in the episode. And the summary of Sonar and Yet So Far is, an old friend of Els claims to be able to speak with a dolphin. When the dolphin speaks of a skeleton in plastic flamingos, the misfits must get involved to keep their friend and his dolphin safe. So uh, the, co- the, the opening of the show starts with a dolphin swimming around in the ocean and finally makes his way to a, like a tank that you might see in like a SeaWorld or an aquarium, it's a place that not only has dolphins for show, but for research. And the dolphin makes a phone call somehow. Right? You just We see a dolphin, then we see a phone dialing, and a radio station answers, and uh, he asks the, the uh, caller to name the last five Madonna songs he played in order, in order to win the contest. That takes me back. You know, I don't think they, they don't have those anymore, right? I mean, they couldn't. I, I I don't think they do the contest because everybody would cheat. They just Google it now. Mm. But back in the day, you had to be really good at the trivia and the songs and stuff. Because do you remember you'd be running to a phone? Oh, yeah. And it was a landline. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you pulled it out of your pocket. You had to physically go to a landline, usually in the kitchen, mm-hmm. on the wall. With the long cord. And, <laughs> and the second you would get there, your mom was on the phone. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you keep and you get a, and if you do if you do have the phone available you get a busy signal then you call back yeah. you get the busy signal and you know yeah you you've been jotting down when, Madonna songs all day and when they do answer they go oh I'm sorry we already have a winner yeah we're sorry for your luck and they just hang up on you well I grew up um you know the radio station in New York was Z100 and so you had to be the hundredth caller to um you know that called in for a contest to be able to compete. And so if you weren't the hundredth caller, what they'd said is what you were when they hung up on you. So it was like, you know, 87, 88. So you heard like 99. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. So close. But this dolphin somehow is calling into a radio station. We find out a little bit later how this might be possible. I wrote down computer shows one fish. Oh yeah, yeah. 
that's that's important. Yeah. Because um, the dolphin's name is Donald. Right. And he says, Donald, you got to bring me back something better than a fish that you ah, looked at. Right. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Right. Because I, I write, uh, I wrote, so we meet um, Eddie, the biologist who, mm-hmm. he, yes, he chides, he chides his dolphin, Donald, that he needs to talk to him. Otherwise, their funding will be cut. And dolphin, the dolphin appears to nod. Well, he laughs and then he nods and he asks for more fish. And, and Eddie <laughs> seems to understand this. Yeah, they got a good uh, good thing going between the two of them. Yes, a love thing, we find mm-hmm. out. It's a bromance. What we do see is uh, the dolphin goes out uh, swimming and f- comes across underwater. A First, he sees pink flamingos, the kind you'd see you know, on a lawn somewhere in Florida, I guess. Or on your birthday here in Ohio for your like 50th birthday. Is that right? Oh, because you yeah, did retire in Florida, I guess, or something? You were getting yeah, old? Yeah, that's a pretty common thing here. I've never they, seen somebody, it. Yeah, somebody fills your yard up with pink flamingos and it says happy 50th birthday on the sign. No kidding. You and I are getting close to getting the pink flamingos. Yeah, that sucks. I wonder if that's still a thing. Hmm. Well, it's about to be. <laughs> it's going to be again. It's coming back. So he sees the pink flamingos and then right around the corner, he sees a skeleton that looks like a skeleton you'd see out of a school high school science classroom, right? I mean, it's so clean. I think it's wearing pants, though. Yes. Somehow there's not a scrap of meat or sinew or any tissue on it, but it has yeah. pants on. It still has pants on. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's fine. Uh, cut to the opening of the show. After we get back from the, the cold opening, we we see Gloria is in the lab, and she's uh, she wants to learn more about her powers, and Billy is just putting her off. Of course, we get our usual, we see the usual odd tests that are underway, uh, we get Miss Nance giving her, her clever puns about different uh, types of misfits out there that have been calling in for different uh, appointments, etc. And Billy is in, more, most importantly, I guess, is Billy seems to be conducting a test that involves remote control cars. Uh, and Richard's really upset about this because he's, he's, he believes Billy's wasting his money on toys. One, one of the particular cars I think is relevant to later in the show, he makes a comment that it's like the one driven on that Vice TV show. Yeah, and I think he says it even comes with drug dealers, doesn't he? Yeah, yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's even more on the money for later on. Right, 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 right. So I don't know if he makes the point here. I think he does make the point to Richard here that he doesn't need the toys. He's really just gutting them for the the parts that control the motors, the the radio. Maybe he says that later in the show to uh, Eddie. Uh, in any case, we find this out eventually that he needs some parts inside it that are controlling the uh, the motors. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he tells Eddie that later. Oh, whatever. L, meanwhile, <laughs> is on a, I think this is funny. L is on a, what is described as a cordless phone, <laughs> but it looks like a walkie-talkie. I mean, it's like a brick with a giant aerial coming out of it. Yeah, it, it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like a brick with the antenna off of an old boom box yeah. stuck in it. Yeah. Like, uh, my family, it was really exciting when we had our first cordless phone. I don't think we had one in 85. It was probably after that, but it was even by then more slimmer and, you know, a shorter aerial. Eventually they had those really short, like, uh, ones that you didn't even have to pull out, but we did have the pull out one at one point. Um, but he's on the phone with Eddie, Eddie, the biologist uh, that we saw at the, in the cold opening. And Eddie's upset because his funding just got cut because he wound up having a story written about him in the National Tatler. Yes, but more importantly, he's also on a cordless phone. Oh, okay. Yes, right. Okay. All right, 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 right. And he looks way cooler on it than, than L does, which is weird. <laughs> well, maybe because in L's hands, it looks tiny. 
Because he's a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I get, yeah, a brick in his hands would look yeah. small. It's like a Lego. <laughs> and the, the headline of the National Tatler reads, Scientist claims dolphin pal tells him secrets. Um, apparently yeah. he was fooled by someone who was a reporter uh, and, and shared his story about uh, Donald talking to him. Uh, because, uh, haven't, you know, haven't we all been fooled by a reporter at some point in our lives? You say fooled by a dolphin. Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> yes, I guess. Hmm. We didn't necessarily know they were actually started the interview, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> until they're done. And they say, that will, that will be our interview. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so Eddie explains to Elle that he's working on something big, and he, wants, he needs Elle's help because you know, his funding's getting cut. And he implies that he was involved in the experiment that led to Elle's superpower of being able to shrink, right? He says something about, be, I, I was there when you were... Had issues with your size, if you know what I'm talking about. Something like that. Well, that I just made it sound a little different. Um, <laughs> but but that would be why they have to get involved. That's how they tied this one in. That, um, like what? He owes them a favor? or they're, cause well, they're good Right, friends? he knows his secret. Ah, so. Oh, you think it was a threat, maybe. But but once again, the entire world knows his secret. Yeah, yes, right. So I don't know, what, but whatever. Right. I, I, Which we're reminded of on. later on when they know where to find the ice cream truck. Like, they know who that was. <laughs> right. Uh, did you think it was weird that Gloria was in the lab yeah. and when they left, she just stayed there? I did. And also along those lines, it looked like she was wearing a lab coat maybe. Yeah. Did it look like all of a sudden she works there now or something? You're right. I forgot to mention that. I, I did think that was odd. Yeah. And I don't, we never see her at uh, whatever that chicken barn is that she, chicken barn, something like that, that she works at. She wasn't. Yeah. I, 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 I guess she got an upgrade in the jobs on this one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in order to be there, she has to wear a special lab coat and have a special ID. Well, before she didn't have to. That's true. Because Johnny, Johnny B shows up that, in his leather jacket all the time. That's right, and he does. He actually, th- didn't he ride his motorcycle under the place at one point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, later on in this episode, I think, maybe. <laughs> You're right, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. Oh, I guess we'll have to see if she returns to working at the fast food place or not, but... Uh, she, hmm. she does want, she does want to take on more, which is what she was, uh, you know, trying to coax Billy into earlier. So back at the, at Sea Lab or Sea World, whatever it is. <laughs> it's um, not Sea World. It's not Sea World, but quote unquote Sea World. It's but, Ocean Something. Yeah, Ocean Something. I think that's exactly what it's called. Ocean Something. <laughs> yeah, it is now. So whether, whether it's because Eddie just blackmailed Al or because it turns out they're old good friends, um, Billy and Al do pay vi- Eddie a visit. Uh, Billy, this is funny, right? Billy, is, as many weird things as he's seen, he thinks that Eddie might be crazy because he suggests he can t- talk to dolphins. I mean, come on. His best friend shrinks. Yeah, his best friend shrinks. Another guy shoots lightning. Yeah. The, he, he has a girl who could actually make people explode if she wanted to. Yeah, and almost did last week if it wasn't for it turned out to be a mannequin. Yeah. And he thinks this is the craziest thing he's ever seen. That's All right. Okay. I, I'll buy it. Yeah, sure. So we learned that Eddie is, in fact, a research scientist, which we suspected. He shows uh, Billy and Elle images of what the dolphin most recently uh, saw underwater, which was, like we explained, the flamingos and a skeleton. Elle and Eddie have some banter about how this is technologically possible. They refer to it as being or using sonic induction to translate the dolphin speak into images, saying that the sonar is a kind of echolocation. Not echolocation, echolocation, a way of using echolocation, I guess, to turn it into language. But then you notice that a shady character shows up and he's talking on the phone and he's yes. like, 
there are people here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of course, he's on a payphone. <laughs> yeah. From some location where he can see them somehow. But I think he's like across the street. I, I don't know how he can see them, but he yeah. can. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, they can't see him, but he can see them. Yeah, we do right. cut to that to a shady dude. And we learned from Eddie that his he keeps talking about his friend Sherry from the Delta Foundation, you know, this place that's pulling his funding. She's the only one that believes in him. So she shows up uh, and visits, and she's an attractive woman. And so, of course, Billy chases after her hard. I mean, he's... He's, he literally is chasing her down, running her down in the parking lot. Yeah, he literally says, you got this dolphin thing handled? I'm going to go chase this lady. Yeah. That's basically what he says. Yeah. Not as smooth as... He doesn't have lightning to shoot at her, so he's got to come <laughs> up with some witty banter. Uh, yes. So she explains... They, she talks with Billy, you know, after the, he introduces himself. She explains that she believes Eddie might be too emotionally involved with the dolphin and that they, they've made a decision that they have to send the dolphin back to a, a place in San Francisco that, that the Delta organization that's been funding this research is, is going to have him moved. But she also says that dolphins are sensitive. They can love. Sometimes they may pine and die even if they're separated from the, the thing they love. Oh no. Could that possibly happen to Donald? Well, yes. Eddie might die too, right? I mean. Oh my God. It, it could be the same for him. Yes. I mean, these guys are really attached. You know what I thought was weird is, so after Billy, you know, puts the moves on Sherry and learns these things, and she's having none of it, by the way. She's not really, it doesn't seem to be interested in him. But when they go back, when he goes back and sees Elle and Eddie are still there, Billy delivers the news to Eddie. And he seems really mad about it. He's like, I got bad news for you, Eddie. That that dolphin is going. And and Eddie's freaking out. He's like, (laughs) I don't want to hear it, Eddie. They're taking the dolphin away, right? Move on. Yeah, I almost expected them to play uh, Huey Lewis in the News is stuck with you from from Eddie's <laughs> point of view. Didn't they? Didn't they do something like that at some point? Maybe not. I don't know, but it, it just it, that's what it struck me as is like the, the lyrics of that song is like uh, I'm stuck with this and yeah. I'm happy. Well, why does I don't know why Billy is the one? He's being so antagonistic. And then a moment later, he said, you know, he and Elle are left alone, and he says to Elle, well, "All right, how can we?" Elle's like, "We have to help him." Well, how can we help? Cut to Johnny B, you know, at the lab. They're they're getting into the, it's nighttime and they're getting into the ice cream truck. They explain that they're going to steal the dolphin. Well, why not? Oh, they're not at the lab. They're at the research lab where the dolphin is, right? I think they're there already. Yeah, they just, they're already in the process of committing yes. a crime. Yeah, and, and um, Johnny reminds them that, you know, I shouldn't, dolphins live in water. I'm not supposed to be around water. That's bad. And I, I, this is this is also my favorite part of this episode coming up. Okay, right here. I think I know what it is, but yeah. So they, they say, all right, we need you to do all we need to do is drive. Oh, and and break the lock too. We need you to break the electronic lock. <laughs> yeah. So Johnny B does that, and then he gets back into the van to wait for them to steal the dolphin. While he's in the van, a white Corvette with the plates flamingo pulls up. A light goes off, you know, for Johnny. So we realize he must have been included onto the whole uh, the images the dolphin saw. And it finally happens. Is this your favorite moment? Well, why don't you say it? It finally happens. Someone mistakes the ice cream truck for an actual ice cream truck. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this episode. I've been waiting for this to happen. <laughs> and of all people, yeah. it's a, a it's a police officer yes. in the middle of the night yes. when there's no music playing, walks yeah. up to the ice yes. cream truck. And that dude... I mean, he wants ice cream, so he just asks for, I don't. I should have counted, but it was probably seven or eight different types of ice cream. And Johnny just kept shooting him down. Nope, don't have that one. No, that melted. No, fresh out. <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't stop him at all. Yeah. He just keeps asking for the next kind. And I was thinking, man, I think this guy's he's actually doing his, uh, 
you know, due diligence to arrest this guy for yeah. something. But no, he just really wants ice cream. Yeah, you think finally at the end, he was leading up to something. He says, well, what do you have in the truck then? And Johnny makes a joke saying fish sticks. <laughs> yeah. And the security guard finally walks away, you smart punk. I think we we might even hear some splashing noises yes. or something at that <laughs> point. Yes, that's what makes Johnny think fish sticks. You hear, <laughs> you hear the dolphin land inside the tank in the back, yeah. But now with everybody in the truck and the security guard wandering off, he tells them, hey, didn't you mention something about flamingos? Yes. Why? Johnny turns to tell them about the Corvette and the Corvette's gone. So Johnny just lets it go and says, never mind. Yeah. He never brings it up. Yeah. He just lets it go. So Billy now uh, back at the lab, Billy's trying to get a hold of Sherry, but he, he's unable to reach her. Oh, and this is when L explains why they're using remote control toys to uh, Eddie. He explains that it's the frequent, the high frequencies that control the motors. That's what they're interested in. And Eddie makes a comment that that's the same way he believes that Donald is able to dial phones. And I think that's what you were suggesting earlier, maybe, was that Donald is probably able to do that because he could do it. That's why a, a cordless phone is important, because probably he's doing that. He's able to send the frequencies to a cordless phone. Right. Yeah, I didn't catch that until you said that earlier. Well, I don't know if it was a cordless phone. That he, I think he can just... Dolphins are supposedly super smart, and back in the yeah. 80s, that's when they really were started talking about how smart dolphins yeah. were compared to us. Well, yeah, whales and dolphins, right, yeah. Yeah, what is it, uh, so long and thanks for all the fish or whatever? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Gloria's still there. I think she's still wearing the lab coat, maybe even. Well, yeah, they're just giving them out now because they <laughs> gave that psychopath in the last episode one. Oh, the, the seven-year-old runaway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got her own department now, yeah. And, and Gloria still says she wants to learn more about her powers, and Billy's still putting her off. I think it's funny when Richard enters the room, he says to her, Gloria, and she says, Dick. Yeah. I mean, it's clear, you know, it's a joke that we're all in on, and they know they can get away with on uh, a Friday night on NBC at 8 o'clock. So uh, Richard reads in a newspaper, or Richard has read in a newspaper that a dolphin was stolen from that, that research lab, and he thinks nothing of it until he sees a dolphin there in a tank in Humanidine, and now he's concerned. Of course, Billy is trying to smooth it away, smooth it away. And, uh, you know, Richard can't understand why they'd have a dolphin in there and, and doesn't believe that the dolphin can communicate. Again, why Why would that be when he sees much weirder stuff on a daily basis? Until Donald makes a phone call and we hear someone on the other answer uh, on the other end answer saying, Flamingo Club. You know, this is like when Billy just figures out stuff. The dolphin just figured out <laughs> how to call a club that he's never been to or has no idea exists. Yeah. Hmm. But that's oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Later on, they later on they explain how he might have known the phone number. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So uh, cut to Billy rents what appears to be a Ferrari 308 GTS, which is the same car that Magnum drove, but it's, I think it's a different year. This one looks like an 85. Magnum drove a red 84. Mm -hmm. This is a black one. And the 85 had this like design on the, or like a vent maybe on the hood that makes it look a little bit di distinct. But of course, this is a callback, or this is immediately reminiscent of uh, Sonny Crockett's car. He drove a 72 Ferrari in the early seasons, and then he drove a, that gets destroyed. And then later on, he's got a, um, he got after that, he's got an 86 Testarossa. And of course, it's hilarious. You hear, it's definitely music that's like a knockoff of Miami Vice playing. And now mm -hmm. we start noticing, wait a second, how Billy is dressed. He's got a white jacket on and like a pink <laughs> yeah. shirt or something. And uh, L says to him, why do we have to do this? And he says, because this club we're going to, it's known to have a lot of drug traffic. There's a lot of drug dealers here. So, you know, we have to do this. This is how they do it. Yeah. So if you're going to a drug den, yeah. you have to dress in a white suit. I mean, that's the law. 
Now, you know what? This makes me think, because I don't remember watching Miami Vice. And I think, honestly, I think I was too young to watch it at the time. So I would have watched Misfits and Knight Rider. I would have turned off by Miami Vice. Sonny and, and uh, or Crockett and Tubbs, they were undercover? Is that why they dressed the way they did? Or did people know they were cops? Yeah. They were detectives. Okay, so they're dressed. So maybe it's bad for Billy Nell to dress like them because they look like they look like narcs then or something. Well, I, I, the difference is is that Crockett and Tubbs were badasses. Yeah. So if you're a badass, you can wear wicker shoes. Yeah. And, and no one's going to give you shit about it. <laughs> if you're the misfits of science and yeah. you're dressed like that, there's a good chance that you're not going to pull off the tough guy routine. Yeah. It is, yeah. And of course, it's funny that they're doing this. And so I, I did check, and um, what I just said actually is the lineup. So uh, this show came out, I said earlier, I was going to talk about this. This show came on, uh, out on, uh, this one aired on November 15th, 1985. And at this time on TV, on Friday nights on NBC, you had Misfits from 8 to 9, Knight Rider from 9 to 10, and then Miami Vice came on at 10, from 10 to 11. So that was a pretty cool lineup. Again, I was probably in bed by, by Miami Vice. I don't think I would have, I think I found that show boring at the time. Well, maybe we'll do that one next. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so right before they enter the club, I think, so they've been avoiding saying Miami Vice. They say Vice. They say, you know, they make allusions to the show until right before they go in the club. And I think it's <laughs> it's it's something like um, L says to him, after you, Dr. Crockett, and he says to him, after you, Dr. Tubbs, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And they go into the club. All right, so I have a little a little game I want to play with you here. All right. What do you got? I get I got quotes of lines from Miami Vice and from Misfits of Science. I want you to tell uh, me if it's a line from Misfits of Science or one from Miami Vice. This is going to be as easy for you as our the last thing we just did. Oh, uh, I'm sure. TV stars turned singers, which is our current episode. You should check that out. And I'll tell you if it was Tubbs or Crockett or, or Billy. You don't have to figure that out, right? Okay, here's the first uh, one. I'm tired, man. When I get tired, I get weird. Miami Vice or Misfits? I'm going to go Miami Vice. Yes, Tubbs said that. Right. Okay, so you might be able to just do a 50-50 at this point. Okay, here's another one. Well, I'm a lot closer to sober on this episode than I was <laughs> on the other one. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Saturday night party time? Yeah. All right, this one is, secret to success, whether it's women or money, is knowing when to quit. Vice or science? I'm going to go science. That was Sonny Crockett. Ah, should have known Donnie would have said that. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Dancing in threes is really uncool. I'm going to go with science. <laughs> yes, that was Billy. <laughs> Billy said that. Billy said that one of them with, with uh, Lost Link when he was trying to get to L to uh, yeah. ask the, uh, the other scientist out on a date. Okay. People in stucco houses shouldn't throw quiche. Wow. <laughs> There's your quiche stucco again. Stucco houses. I wonder if stucco houses is a clue. I'm going to go Miami Vice on that one. Yeah, Sonny Crockett said that. Yeah, stucco houses might be a more Miami. Yeah, I think that's a Miami kind of housing thing. So Yeah. Okay, I got two more. Excuse me, would you happen to be seeking representation? Huh. Well, I don't think the Miami Vice boys would say excuse me, so I'm going to go science. (laughs) Yes, that's from the pilot episode. Billy says that to a, a woman in a bathing suit that he passes on the beach after they've gotten fired. Yeah. And here's the last one. Oh, he's got more juice in him than O.J. Simpson. I'm going Miami Vice on that one. Yeah, that was Billy also, talking about wow. Johnny B. Wow. Yeah. And then the next line after that is something about, uh, just like O.J., he'll blow you away or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. 
So uh, back to the show. So yeah, so they enter this uh, club. Now explain this to me. I've never smoked in my life. I don't know much about cigarettes. They're sitting at the bar trying to seem mm-hmm. cool. And one of the things Billy does, I guess, to seem cool, maybe, I don't know, is snap off the brownish end of a cigarette. Is that the filter? He's yeah, he's off? snapping the filter off. Why, why would he do that? If you're a tough guy, you snap yeah. the filter off. And remember, oh, okay. who, who's his father? In real life, Dean Martin. And I guarantee that guy smoked some Pall Malls back in the day, mm. so... I wonder if that was even like a Dean Martin Easter egg to do that. I don't know if it was, but that's uh, that's something that people who don't smoke think they should try to do before they smoke. Yeah, <laughs> got to work up to that. But of course, when he thro- he throws the filter back over his head and it lands in the drink of the shady dude who was on the payphone earlier. Yeah. And now he's in the bar too. And he comes over and uh, starts asking these guys, you know, what they're up to. They tell him they're looking for Chuck. And he says, well, if you want to talk to Chuck, you got to talk to me first. And they said, all right, let's talk. And he says, all right, how many keys are you selling? Do you know? think they know what keys are? At this point, they have no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> they, but, you know, what strikes me out about this is is they watch Miami Vice. Ah, that's a good so point. So they should know what that means. That's a good point. Because if they're fans, like they obviously are, according to the way they're dressed and everything. Yeah. Or, I mean, is it just a cosplay for them? Uh, I don't know, but they should know what that means. Right. So they answered just one. Just the one. (laughs) Just the one. It's a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. He said it's a real big key. (laughs) They have a good laugh over that, including the bad guy who, Mm -hmm. I don't know know what he makes of it, but it seems like we're not clear if they're going to get to see Chuck or not, because when we see them again, they're now in the bathroom. They've realized that uh, Chuck's office is next to the bathroom, and so L can shrink to get in through a vent out into Chuck's office and then let Billy in. Yeah. Maybe 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 the uh, henchman told him Chuck wasn't there right now or something. Oh, oh, oh. The uh the guy walks into the bathroom. Oh, right. <laughs> right after Elle is shrunk down. And he's so jacked up on coke and alcohol. Right. He's sniffing. Yes. And it's funny because they also start sniff sniffing and <laughs> yes, and acting yes. like they're just like him. Yes, yes. I don't think again, I don't know that they know what that means, but um they do wind up sneaking into Chuck's office. While in the office, they learn that Chuck is smuggling Coke in plastic flamingos. And uh, Billy sees a picture of Sherry, the, the woman that he likes that's funding uh, Eddie's ex- uh, research. A picture of Sherry is in Chuck's office. So now he realizes Sherry is working with the bad guys. Shortly thereafter, the pair is cornered by Chuck and his henchmen. Uh, the guy that was asking about keys a moment earlier. And like you said, meanwhile, Johnny B is running running it down the white Corvette with the flamingo plates. He has a, someone tells him uh, the address of the owner. So we see Johnny B on his motorcycle wait outside for the car to show up or, or leave rather. It's Chuck. He's following Chuck who now drives to a place called Chen's where Chuck picks up some plastic flamingos that they load into his car. Back at the lab, Glow is, is chatting with Eddie and they both feel like tools in the sense that they're, I just realized what that sounds kind of like it's, You know, in the 1990s sense, I feel like that became a slang tool, such a tool. But tools in a sense, in a more literal sense, that they're being used to, you know, complete something. Or or, or she she refers to moments in the past episode, I thought it was neat. Like Gloria, she says something like, yeah, they need me when it's Gloria, please help me lift something. Yeah, yeah, she did that. She said, Gloria, please help me get guns out of these guys' hands. All things we've seen her do. Which is is super pertinent to the show for a change. Yep. And so um, Sherry winds up calling the uh, lab to get Billy and said she reaches Eddie and she proposes that Eddie brings Donald back to let him into the ocean so they can follow, follow Donald 
to the flamingos or whatever, or the body, whatever it was, so that they can, you know, solve this mystery. Eddie, of course, does not notice sure he's a bad, is with the bad folks. Well, obviously not. But at this point, since he's answering Billy's phone, she's got all the information she needs to make everything go her way now. Right. I guess either way that she would have gotten what she wanted. Right. So, uh, Bill, uh, Eddie rather says, Gloria, I need you to lift something <laughs> after she just said, I'm tired of being used to just lift things. Uh, she resists at first, but eventually she agrees uh, to help him lift the dolphin so that they can take the dolphin back to the ocean. Cause that's the plan. He wants to be able to rescue dolphin, right? So they, they escape with the dolphin. And shortly thereafter, the Delta Foundation or, or security officers, officers, I suppose, from Delta Foundation show up at Humanodyne looking to investigate their stolen dolphin. Uh, they say that a security guard reported having seen an ice cream truck parked outside of the dolphin research lab. And they, without having to explain any further, you know, everyone real, understood that the ice cream truck is the Misfits truck and the Misfits of course. work out of Humanodyne. So, yeah, it was not terribly good uh, disguise. Richard is concerned at first because he knows the dolphin's there, but it turns out when they go to the tank there and Richard's trying his best to try to stall, the dolphin isn't there because we saw the dolphin was just uh, stolen again, I guess, by Eddie this time as they're bringing him to the ocean. Johnny B shows up, right, because he shows up and the guys are grilling him on where the dolphin is. Johnny B shows up and, and Richard goes, I got bad news for you, Johnny. Your fish died. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, because it's the fish food for the <laughs> it's dolphin. The food, right? yeah. Right, yes, that's right. That was pretty funny, yes. Richard's, he's clever. Um, so J- Johnny learns from Richard where Billy and L went, that they were going to that Flamingo Club, and Johnny is concerned, so he's he races off to the Flamingo Club. Um, back at the Flamingo Club, Billy and L are now tied to a toilet. Uh, Billy believes the drugs, this is like what you were saying earlier, that Billy just figures things out. Yep. Uh, Billy believes the drugs, he's put this all together. The drugs are smuggled, were probably being smuggled by a plane <laughs> and one probably crashed into the ocean. And that was the body and the flam- explains the body and the flamingos, the perfectly clean skeleton with the pants on. Yeah. Because when a pilot crashes into the ocean, everything disintegrates except for his pants. That's yeah. common knowledge. <laughs> there's no plane. There's no meat. There's no sinew. There's no muscle tissue, no plane, nothing. Just Two flamingos, not even a cargo load, just two flamingos in a yep. high school science class skeleton. I would have put a bomber jacket on them if I'd have done this episode. <laughs> Goggles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to, to escape, Al shrinks and immediately falls into the toilet. <laughs> yeah, which was actually was really funny. Yeah. You just hear the plop. <laughs> so they, they do escape. They are able to escape. Um, when they escape, they flee the Flamingo Club. They find that their rental car, the Ferrari, doesn't have any wheels. Somehow they're able to pull out a little bit, but when they look out, at least it's missing one. He takes a look, and it's not even like they flattened the tires. The tire is just gone. Usually mm-hmm. you'd have to be on a cinder block or something. You see them like that. Somehow this car was level, even when they got in it, until they pulled away, and then it, you could tell what it was. The bartender sees them fleeing and pulls a shotgun on the guys and starts shooting at them. They run away. When a limo comes out of nowhere, tries to run them down, and a lightning bolt saves them. Uh, Johnny B just gets there just in the nick of time to keep this uh, limo from running them over. Johnny gives uh, Billy a ride uh, on the back of his motorcycle as they head off to the marina because they, they uh, Billy saw that there was a picture of a boat in Chuck's office. So he figures that's where they're probably headed. Obviously. Of course. Billy is like a detective more than a scientist. And I don't know why L doesn't shrink and just go in, uh, you know, Billy's pocket and ride on Johnny's motorcycle too. 
Instead, he steals this little like motorized scooter that's uh, got sort of a, you know, uh, what? It's like a weenie cart, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes. It's like, it looks like a chicken, like a small chicken, but it looks like inside it's like a trike or something. It's not. <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be a fast vehicle. But it's hilarious. But yeah, you see the seven foot four uh, L on t- and t- and, you know, fitting into this little chicken mobile. That's why they did it, of course, because it's just funny. Eddie and uh, Gloria meet with Sherry at the marina. Eddie shows uh, Donald, Donald the dolphin, the picture of the flamingos and says, you got to take us to where these are. And, and Donald swims off. Meanwhile, Sherry and the henchmen now kidnap Eddie, taking him onto the boat so they can follow Donald, and they leave Gloria on the docks. When Johnny and Billy appear on the motorcycle and Al in the chicken car, uh, the henchmen try to shoot at them, but uh, Gloria uses her powers to just pull that guy right off the boat and into the ocean, drops him in the ocean. Yeah, and, and the bad guys couldn't care less. Yeah. No. Hey, where'd our henchmen go? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. We've got plenty. So they, in order to chase after them, they go to rent a boat. And while they're, they're getting this done, Billy is chastising Gloria for helping uh, Eddie take Donald out of the uh, lab and bring him to the ocean and all that. Because had she not done that, Eddie wouldn't be in danger. Donald wouldn't be in danger, all these things. And so they have this back and forth. Uh, neither of them are happy about it. Um, but they do get a boat. And even though water is a threat to Johnny, and again, we still don't know if this just means he can't do his, use his powers or just kills him. I think it, it really messes him up because we saw him on the beach when the water got on his feet. You're right. So he didn't die, but he um, didn't die, but it like sapped his energy or something. It, no, it bubbled up his feet. Like, oh, right, right. Like yeah. uh, something bad's going to happen. He's going to end up looking like Deadpool if he gets in the water. <laughs> yeah, right. If he plunged him into that water, he'd be in big trouble. So even though it's a, somewhat of a danger to him, he says, eh, I'll be fine. He gets, he like you. He's like, oh, we'll be fine. He gets <laughs> yeah. on the boat anyway. It turns out Billy doesn't know how to drive a boat and uh, he nearly wrecks it as soon as they, they leave the dock. But shortly thereafter, they're out uh, on the ocean there. Uh, back on the boat now with the, with the bad guys, Eddie's appealing to Sherry, to just bring him back. Bring me and Donald back. I know you're not really bad. You're just doing this because, you know, Chuck put you up to it. I know you're really my friend. You've been my friend this whole time. She tells him, all right, you want the real news, the truth? No, none of that's true. I am bad. I don't like you. Whatever. Get over it. Now, oh, I didn't mention earlier. I, I realized it was a plant, but then I forgot to make a note of it. When they're fleeing the lab earlier, Eddie and Gloria with the dolphin, just as they pass the camera, Eddie pauses, pulls out a beeper and says, I'm bringing Billy's beeper with me just in case he tries to call. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then puts it in his pocket and then leaves the camera sight. I mean, he pauses right in front of the camera. It's like a commercial for a beeper almost. <laughs> um, and I, that, that, that turns out to be por- important, of course, because uh, on the boat, um, he, we see him find that he has that beeper in his pocket. So we know he's going to do something with it. So meanwhile, Donald has now led the boat to the Flamingos. And I think they've got divers that are going down there to retrieve them. Eddie is seen now tinkering with the beeper, so he's doing something. We see the misfits on the boat, you know, still, still now they're wandering the ocean. They don't, they don't, they can't see where the bad guy's ship is, which is a pretty big ship, but they, they can't find it. Yeah, but Billy's got that sixth sense for these things. Is that right? You think yeah. that's all they needed? He just, he licked his finger off camera <laughs> and he held it up in the air. Yes, and that way. Drug dealers are this way. <laughs> I don't know what a key is. <laughs> I don't know why this guy is sniffing, but I can find a drug dealer because he's got the, he's still got the uh, wicker shoes on. Right. If you don't have wicker shoes, you can't find drug dealers. That, right. That's common knowledge also. Yeah. And Gloria is still demanding to be taken seriously. She believes she's mature enough to make her own decisions. She wants more responsibility. And Billy, Billy does apologize and say that he, he was wrong, but he's not sure that they'll be able to find Eddie. 
Meanwhile, Eddie is now uses this modified beeper to what looks like he's trying to do is murder the dolphin. <laughs> wow. After he's to- toyed with this beeper, he presses a button. The dolphin looks like it's writhing in pain now. We hear like a high-pitched frequency in the dolphins making those <laughs> sounds or whatever, freaking mm-hmm. out. So I thought, <laughs> someone was watching with this me at the time. I think it was my daughter. She's like, what is he doing? And I, th- I think he's trying to maybe wipe the dolphin's brain or something so he can't remember. He's he's scaring the dolphin so that it will stop looking for the flamingos. Mm. Well, I think it's even more than that, right? It's it, it, Once again, it's super common knowledge that if you can get a high frequency into a dolphin's brain, it immediately forgets what it's supposed mm. to do and just flees. I think it's even... And I know you're making a joke somewhat, but I think it's even more ridiculous than that because it seems like he somehow, through the beeper, typed a message to the dolphin because the dolphin not only flees the area with the things, he goes straight to the boat where the misfits are and communicates to them. Of course he does. And I think that's what Eddie told him in, in the beeper. You know, whatever shorthand we did in beeper with beepers in those days, I don't, I don't know. But. I, I, didn't he just yell it? Like, hey, dolphin... <laughs> Go go do things that I need you to do. No, he just did that high pitch thing with the beepers, like, <laughs> and I think he says something like, "I'm sorry, Donald, but I got to do this." And it's like, ah, he must. Yeah, he must have sent him a message. It would have been a lot nicer if he just said that. Yeah, wait, well, wait a second. You're right. Earlier he was talking to him, and they were talking back and forth. Yeah, how, how could we just? Man, Donald got me pissed. Like, why'd yeah. you have to do that, man? That hurt. Yeah, Eddie could have just yelled, "Hey, go go find the misfits and help us yeah, and bring them back." Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But hey, Donald does whatever he got out of that beeper message. He goes, finds the misfits, and Billy realizes that he's trying to get him to follow them because the boat follows Donald right to the the bad guy's ship. Yeah, because you can tell different dolphins apart that you've only seen a couple of times. Oh, someone does say something like that. Someone says, is that Donald? And I think it's L or someone says, like, how am I supposed to recognize that dolphin looks like every other dolphin? (laughs) I like how when they're chasing after the bad guy's boat at this point and they're speeding in their smaller boat that the um, almost straight up Miami Vice ripoff song is playing now. <laughs> yeah. like the, from now, I think through the rest of the show. When they get to the bad guy's boat, now all the bad guys are aiming guns and harpoons at them. Gloria uses her powers to knock some of them off the boat. Then she does something we haven't seen her do before. She actually lifts Eddie right off of the boat across the ocean, over the ocean, and lowers him down into their boat. I don't think we've ever seen her do something that far of a distance, you know, and so focused. Yeah, and on a side note, these special effects were actually pretty goddamn good for a TV show in the 80s, I have to admit. Yeah, I think at the time we saw it, we probably were, you know, didn't question it. Yeah, I mean, most of these kind of effects were reserved for movies. This was actually a TV show that did it, and that was pretty impressive because it doesn't look really bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Most of the stuff's pretty good. Um, and as the boat escapes, of course, because we usually get the one-two combination, Johnny shoots the boat with a bolt of lightning, guaranteed oh, of to sink it and murder the whole crew. Yeah, which he should have done first and then had her... Caused chaos, yeah. You know, it's it's like uh, they have no plan. They go into mm. these things like... It's like playing Dungeons and Dragons with people who don't make plans ahead of time. They just do crap. Yeah, just very seat of the pants. It's it's very Leroy Jenkins type of shit right there. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Ask your kids about that one. They'll, they'll explain you what that yeah, means. Yeah, they'll, they'll hook you up. And that's, that's it. Now we see, uh, you know, back at the research lab where Donald and Eddie live, that uh, things have worked out now. Donald has gotten, or Eddie rather, has gotten funding from somewhere. It's not clear, but uh, someone, I guess... 
not the, from the Delta organization, which turned out to be a shady uh, drug empire, but instead I think it's the, 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 the ocean place, whatever, ocean something. Yeah, ocean something, they, yeah. They're now going to yeah. fund him. It seems like, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't have to worry about it, at least for now. Also, Donald now has a girlfriend who Eddie explains, Donald told him, she just followed me home one day. And uh, Billy uh, makes a joke about, what, even a dolphin has a girlfriend now and I don't have one? <laughs> Uh, and he's he says he's embarrassed because that he realizes that all the while he was thinking of Sherry, she was thinking of a fish. And L corrects him saying, dolphins are mammals. Nice. Do you know who's missing from this episode? I got a big thing with an exclamation point. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> There's no Jane. Yep. Jane's not in this episode once. Now I'm hoping Jane comes back. I hope I look again. I think we know she's not on all the episodes, but... I'm assuming, it, I'm assuming she got fired from her job for being the oh. lousiest probation officer oh. ever. Okay. So you mean the character got fired? No, I, yeah, the character. I, I, yeah. I, but I, it's the only thing I can think of why she wasn't there. I, I thought you were going to say the actress got fired because no, I don't think she so. was pregnant. No, I don't, think, was, I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's... She'd have a lawsuit. Unless a pregnant woman in this episode, maybe she was too pregnant for this one at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if she's, well, we, you know, we got, I wish we could track her down. She's off the grid. It'd be great to ask her, like, was she really pregnant during this time? And how did that, you know, so many questions. Yeah, there's a lot of questions around her character, especially about, uh, did she ever question, you know, hey, why is my character so stupid for a probation <laughs> officer? Yes, so reckless. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, she's not there. So we'll see if she comes back. But I will say I enjoyed this one much more than the mm -hmm. last one. Me too. Um, this one was really good again. So they're back on track, in my opinion. Yes. And they had a fun little uh, thing that they had not done before. The end credits for this episode were different than any episode so far, because just like Miami Vice, they showed a montage of clips while the music was playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, Miami Vice, if you remember, they had different scenes uh, of stuff that was probably shot at Miami. People on the beach, people doing different things uh, in the, the, the sunny weather down there. So this had clips from the, the show uh, together. And every now and then they would cut to um, stuff that's usually on the episodes, Johnny B's lightning bolts. And they had, I noticed they had, um, you know, the Misfits of Science logo is in front of these couple of shapes that were used in a lot of, uh, different uh, designs in the 80s. I think it's part of the Memphis style. And Miami Vice uses it too. So every now and then they would show the mis Misfits sort of circle and triangle. So I think it was very much a montage or, or rather homage to, uh -huh. to Miami Vice. And I thought that was pretty cool. Seems like they had a lot of fun making this show. Yeah, I, I think this would have been a show I would like to have been a writer on. I really do because yeah. it just seems like they just sat around and laughed the whole time they were coming up with these ideas. And it comes out really great. This one yep. was another really great one. Yep. Yep. It was lots of fun. Hey, uh, if you haven't already, like our podcast, wherever you're listening to it, rate it, review it, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. You know, when I first started listening to podcasts, I didn't realize the importance of subscribing. But really what it is, it's just a little, little reminder that pops up whenever there's new content. So you don't have to worry about uh, tracking it down. Um, so do that. And if you haven't already, you know, catch up. We're going to be reviewing episode number seven next time we speak. Um, but there's plenty of time and there's plenty of episodes left for you to get involved. Anything else? No, I think that's going to wrap this one up. That's plenty. Okay, cool. Hey, we will talk to you next time on The Idiots. See ya. See ya.